Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the Delicious Podcast Extra Portion with me, Julie Smith. Now, as February 2018 is the centenary of Votes for Women, I met up with one of Britain's first and most successful female chefs, Angela Hartnett. I was at Murano to talk about the Young Chef Award, which we'll hear about when the winner is announced in May, but Angela's opinions on women in the kitchen are pretty well known. So I took her to task and asked her how many women were in the finals of Young Chef. No girls made it to the finals. Angela? <laughs> well, yes, there's probably two reasons. One, you could argue, are there enough women in the kitchen? I, I don't say there's enough. I wouldn't say we're half and half. What I sort of say is that um, there's more than there ever were, put it like sure. that. It's certainly more head chefs. You look at in the caterer last month when it said top openings, I would say half for women, one of which is my ex-head chef, Pip, another one of my best friends, Nevis. You know, so I think they're definitely out there. It's whether um, they choose to be out there, as in promote themselves, push themselves forward, go into competition. And it's funny, you know, the Ruth Scholarship, I'm judging that years, and I said to one of my chefs, do you want to enter? She went, no. You know, whereas I said to a bloke, yeah, ask, yeah. Did you ask why? I didn't, and that's a fair point, actually. That's it. And, you know, and I don't know whether it's, whether it's a confidence thing or whether it's a female thing, you know, our nature that we're not, you know, I'm, I'm competitive when I sit and play cards and I want to sit and beat someone at Scrabble or something, then I'm really competitive. And, you know, and I want to... Were you before you... Before you went to Gordon's Kitchen, did Gordon raise your game in terms of that? Did no, he sharpen your edges? Competi- I was always competitive. Not like my brother. I wasn't a sulker as a kid, but I wanted to win. And I love playing games. So, yes, I think... In a sense, no. When I did the first Great British Menu, my mum afterwards, who knows me better than anyone, said, you could have tried a bit more. You know, and I said, oh, thanks, mum. <laughs> but, because she knew I was, and I was like, I'll do this, and if it works, works. If not, you know, it's not the be, end, and end all. Um, whereas now, I think, the way people see how that competition's gone, everyone thinks, oh, my God, you've got to win, and yeah, the publicity yeah. and the PR and all the rest of it around it. But, um, yeah, I suppose there is an element. You don't want to look a fool. And, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I need to ask. I'll have to go back to Emma and ask why she yeah. didn't want to enter. I mean, you know, I think you answered the question when you were talking about what it takes to make the young chef. Yeah. The ballsy character, yeah. the confidence, mm. the risk-taking, the, you know, yeah. the, the multitasking that women are supposed mm. to be so good at. But actually, you have to leave a lot behind mm. in order to do that. You have to be very single-minded yeah. and have not a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, whatever you say mm. about women who want to have a family, who want to be 
there for the kids mm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Can you really do it? I think you can to a certain extent. You look at someone like uh, Sally Clark, she has, uh, Ruth has, you know. I think it was Rose who used to do crepes um, at the uh, gigs in the yeah. 1970s. Baby was under the crepe machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah that's but that, that's the it. different. Yeah, of course. You look at Lisa. Lisa Allen, prime example now. She's she had her little baby. I think it's two and a half now. But she still she run a one star Michelin. You know, she's doing her thing. Yes, yeah, she's adjusted her diary. She's made it happen. Her, her husband's. I think he's no longer in the sort of day to day running of bars, so he can have more time off. And it is finding that balance, yeah. you know. And I think you have to be, have a partner that's prepared to make the sacrifice because it's not, it isn't a case of getting home at five o'clock, putting the baby to bed, and all the rest of it. You know, you've got to be prepared to um, sort of say, actually, you know, I'm not going to miss these services yeah. or I'm not going to do that and all the rest of it. And you're talking about the one stars, the two stars, the three mm. stars, God forbid, mm. you know. But actually, I'm talking about, I see women in the kitchen, and more mm. and more restaurants are doing this service at the pass you know you're yeah. sitting at the pass you're seeing all the theatre yeah, the yeah, food yeah, and it's all yeah, yeah. cool very few women there well you see yeah maybe you're well I wouldn't say very few I'd say less I'd say um, more than no in the ones I'm thinking well of. well None. where are you going Brighton Brighton, All right. Brighton Food City, you know, there's so many, we're going to Sussex Food Awards next week, you know, there's the Brighton Best Awards, there's a big celebration yeah. of food in mm. Brighton and a lot of people doing really exceptional stuff, no women. You see, that surprised me, because if, you know, you get Merchant's Tavern, sous chef, uh, female, two sous chefs here, both female, executive chef, female, um, sous head chef at Cafe Marriott, so out of my top tier of, say, ten people, half are women. But is that because this is Murano? This is where they want no, to be in no, order to not, be you. It's not Murano, it's Cafe Murano, it's Merchant's Tavern. Even if I look at um, Limewood now, there's probably when I first started Limewood, it was all men in the kitchen. Now I'd say out of, say, 20 chefs, you've got eight or nine women. So I think it is changing, mm. yeah. Maybe it's not the kind of people, people don't necessarily come to me, oh, I want to run the place or go abroad, and they're not like me, they go, oh, I want my own restaurant. But they're definitely more and more. You know, Pip, who used to work for me, she's now going to do her own thing. You know, she's hugely ambitious. So I think it is, but maybe it is, I don't know. But, 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 but it has changed, hasn't it? I it's mean, you know, changed, you, you, but it's never going to be, given that it's a sociable industry and we have to work nights and weekends and holidays, an industry that's going to be predominantly women. It just can't because no. of the way we works so that you have babies, end of story, in that simplicity, very simplistic terms. Mm. But I could go into... Um, Look, look at the Ferrari and the BBC, how male-dominated is that? Look at the Ferrari journalism, you know, for every one female journalist who's interviewed me, there's two men, you know. I remember Claire Baldwin saying, get over it, it's a man's world. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's just like you do what you do for yourself, I suppose. I don't know. But things have changed. Yeah, I mean, totally. the kitchens themselves, you know, famously you were in Gordon's Kitchen when it was on fire. And and you managed to, to and a lot of the, the, yeah. the, the stuff around you, yeah. the legend around you is that you survived. Gordon, you say that actually it was quite yeah. fun. I, you know, I never, I never felt with Gordon. I like Gordon, I still do. I saw him the other week when I was in Australia. Um, and because he was only two years older than me, it's sort of, and I'd had not gone through that sort of commie, you know, chef de party thing, the way kitchens work, where you have this hierarchy of yes chef, no chef, three back. I used to just come in and go, this is nuts, are these people all right? And used to laugh about things. And I vividly remember one time, 
Um, we'd gone out, I'd gone out with some friends on a Sunday and they said, oh God, we've heard about that ocean. It's like Vietnam, everyone says. And I thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. And that Monday I went in and I start telling Gordon, I see Marcus, I see Damien and Mark Asley, they look at me and they're going, will she shut up? What is the matter with this woman? And I go, God, and he's just laughing at me because he thinks she's nuts. But I, he liked me for that. Yeah. He liked the fact that I just sort of went through the bullshit and just, you know, and just said it, you know, and I learned a hell of a lot from him. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I did, yeah, try believe me there were times when I thought I hate and I remember admitting to him years later I said you know Gordon there's a cycle up on a Monday morning I hope the place had burnt down and he looks at me and goes just you know it's quite hard you know but I used to think god if the electrics are gone or something you know I think bombs are going to get you know it's just like you all there but I yeah. think that, that you know I can't imagine many women who love cooking yeah. wanting to go to work in Marco's kitchen at that yeah. time, for example, you know, you, we do have choices, uh, but I think it's different now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So the hours are different mm. slightly. Yeah, the 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 culture is different. Yeah. Yeah. At what point did somebody say? Did anybody say, "Hang on, we don't have to do it this way"? Well, I think TV probably changed. I think suddenly you brought kitchens into into everyone's front room and suddenly people were like well that's not right and I also think that culture has changed on all these bloody reality shows you know why is Bake Off so successful why is Strictly Come Dancing because people aren't being berated people aren't being belittled you know whereas suddenly you know, this Britain's got talent where everyone's being laughed at and actually it's like why are you laughing at yeah. someone you know or why well, someone the F word started it all off Oh no, without doubt, that's what made Gordon, t you know, but I think even now, even Gordon's changed that, you know, I mean, yes, he still has that persona, but even he realised you can't do that in a kitchen, you know, it just doesn't work anymore, and there's so much choice, that's the other thing, you know, 20 years ago, there were five kitchens to work in, so you took the hours, you took the shouting, you took the swearing, now people just walk out, yeah. you know, there's 20 other kitchens that are screaming for chefs, you don't need to. It feels to me that we've kind of moved beyond the culture of celebrity with chefs. Mm. The restaurant industry is something that a lot more people are interested in. Mm. Food culture has changed, mm. a lot more people are taking part yeah. of it. We're not putting people up on pedestals so much, we're engaging with them. Is yeah. that Does that feel right? Oh, I'd, I'd half agree with that. I still think people think chefs are this phenomenal. I mean, my brother always makes me laugh because it's ridiculous. You just cook food, you know. <laughs> um, and I think suddenly, you know, people come and go, oh my God, that was incredible and it was amazing. And you think, we well, did cook some food here. You know, let's keep it in perspective. We did not cure cancer. We haven't, you know. So I do think there still is that. But I do think people are far more critical now. That I will give you. I think people are much more as if to say, you know, well, actually, that wasn't right, or this is all right. And you think, you know, someone came in the other day and said, uh, everything was brilliant and right, and we loved it. But my daughter didn't like the special pasta they made for her. And you think, well, why are you bringing your 10-year-old out for a start? Well, no, actually, that's not right. I don't care about that. But we've done a special thing for you, and you're now saying you don't like the restaurant because your daughter didn't like it. And it's yeah. like, God, everyone's a critic, you know. So that, I think, is the way it is these days. But I, and, and I think, you know, what is a pity? Chefs are more approachable, more easy. But I think they're still, I think it's still one of the most egotistical businesses there is. But they've come off the telly yeah. a little bit and they've yeah. come onto the streets and that's what yeah. I mean, you know, people yeah. are going out and tasting it rather mm. than idolising them on the telly. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think it's much more approachable, you know, people want to see people, more festivals, all that sort of thing. And I think you're absolutely right there. Yeah. Thanks for listening to The Delicious Podcast. We'll be back next week with another slice of life from the world of Delicious Magazine. Do make sure you subscribe so you never miss a bit. See you next week.
Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.